Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 49 here on an ESPN Wednesday. I am your host, Simo Bucketeer, coming through the FanDuel Studios through CLNS Radio on Blog Talk Radio, live here on a Wednesday, January, January 13, 2016, on an ESPN Wednesday, where tonight we have a couple of games going on in the NBA on ESPN, 10 games on the docket here in the world of basketball in the NBA, and obviously, uh, Conference play in college basketball is live and active, and there were some crazy games last night. We'll get to them here in a little bit. Andrew Norris is not on the line today. He is very, very busy at work, um, but we will get him on tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Jake Chapman, post-game host for the Detroit Pistons on tomorrow. We'll be talking to him about the potential all-star game selections, and I will give you my all-star game selections tomorrow along with Andrew Norris. We'll give his, and then on Friday, also tomorrow, we have a fan duel promotion for free lineups for Thursday. We will do that again tomorrow. Tomorrow is a jam-packed show. And then Friday will be the halfway show of the season, and we'll get into that more in depth. And that will be on the available on the app, on the CLNS app. But this show is always going through. If you listen to the podcast, you're always able to listen to this show through the Apple Podcast, through your iPhone if you have one. Feel free to go to the podcast app, search, search the Hooper's Log, and you'll find us live to that. And if you, you know, if you don't have... If you don't have an Apple iPhone or any of those things, Apple iPod, whatever, uh, go to uh, go to blogtalkradio.com slash the Hoopers Log, and you can find all of our podcasts there for the entire season. Again, episode 49, we're here today. I'm by myself. We'll also talk about the Sunday football games in the NFL, Seahawks, Panthers, Pittsburgh, and Broncos. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Let's get it going, Kevin Hart. Talk about all right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. We're going to fly through the show today. So if you want to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. There is plenty of time for you to call in. Don't feel rushed if you don't want to. But if you'd like to call in and talk basketball, feel free. You're always welcome to in the FanDuel Studios, 323-642-1558. College basketball last night, some crazy upsets, obviously some big ones. West Virginia in the Big 12 beating Kansas. West Virginia is now 4-0. In the Big 12, 15-1 West Virginia goes to as they beat Kansas 74-63. Jason Page, 26 points, four rebounds, and five steals as the number 11 West Virginia Mountaineers beat up on Kansas 74-63 in West Virginia. A big-time victory for West Virginia. They might find themselves hanging around in the top five. DK playing well 
this week coming up. Michigan, Big Blue, and this is where I wish Andrew was on the show, but Big Blue last night in the Big Ten, beating up on number three, Maryland, 70-67, to getting the victory there. Zach Irvin, 22 points, two rebounds, and three assists. Diamond Stone had an outstanding performance for Maryland, 22 points, 11 rebounds, and one block, but Michigan getting it done there. Again, this Big Ten is starting to look like it's going to even itself out a little bit more. Michigan only going to 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. Maryland drops to 4-1, and one, but 15-2 and two as the number three team in the nation. Michigan may find themselves as a ranked team coming up here in the next week. Xavier beating DePaul 84-64 in the Big East. DePaul is now 0-5 in the Big East. Their season may be done uh, sooner than later. Xavier now 15-1 and one in the nation. Virginia, another ranked game between Virginia and Miami in the ACC. Virginia getting it done. Winning 66-58. Virginia getting the upset over Miami. Miami now drops to 2-1 and one in the ACC, 13-2 and two overall. Virginia is now 13-3, and 2-2 two and two in the ACC. They win 66-58 in that one. In a tough Big East opponent, Providence beats Creighton 50-48. to 48. Providence ranked 12th in the nation, getting the victory there. Kentucky gets a victory over Mississippi State. Mississippi State 0-3 in the SEC now as Kentucky is 13-3. and three on the young season, 80 and 74. Kentucky ranked only 14th in the nation. Expect them to jump up if they keep playing well. Uh, Iowa State losing to Texas, another upset in the world of college basketball. Texas joining the upset city of the night in overtime, getting a victory over Iowa State. Iowa State is now 1-3 and three in the Big 12. Look, maybe the Big 12 is the most parody-driven conference in all of college basketball. Iowa State, I'm telling you, they are beyond talented. And with this team struggling this early in the season, maybe come later on we'll recognize just how good this conference really is. And this team may get – this conference may get seven or eight teams in the, in the, in the NCAA tournament this year if this is what's going to happen. Texas getting the victory 94-91 in overtime over Iowa State. An unbelievable game there in Austin. Texas A&M beating Florida in the SEC. They're now 4-0 in the SEC, 14-2. They may leap up in the rankings coming up next Monday as they destroy Florida, 71-68. I know Billy Donovan's not there in Florida anymore, but that still is an outstanding thing as we go forward. We will get more into the college basketball standings starting next week um, as we jump our times to the 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time slot. We will also have a 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time slot starting on Friday, this Friday, as we talk about the halfway shows. Uh, coming up here and that was your recap from the college basketball world last night again a couple of crazy upsets west virginia getting it done over kansas michigan over maryland and texas over iowa state again if you'd like to call in and talk into the fanduel studios 323-642-1558 is the number my name is simo buckets my website simobuckets.com if you want to check that out there go to it and check me out and see what i'm all about check out all my old episodes that i have from prior shows that I've done in the past over the last couple of years, almost three years now I've been on the radio doing things like this. It's been amazing. It's been quite the ride. It's been a heck of a time. Uh, NBA basketball. Last night, obviously, college basketball went nuts with what happened there. Uh, West Virginia getting the victory. Uh, Kansas over beating Kansas. Crazy games last night. Uh, but there were eight games in the NBA. Clearly, game of the night was between Cleveland and Dallas. You talk about a dunk by LeBron James. Here's the highlight right here in the game over Dallas as Cleveland gets the victory 107 actually 110 to 107 over over the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas in overtime game of the night by far and this was definitely play of the night here comes LeBron James out high choice of screens with Love and Irving turns the corner some room put it down thought he was fouled thought he was fouled a 
Talk about a dunk by LeBron James. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen the highlight already, LeBron James, he drove the rack down 93-95 to the Dallas Mavericks. And the way he drove the rack, he was hit in midair. Clearly, it should have been a foul. And when he went up for the dunk, I mean, his whole body was overextended over Devin Harris. And it was an unbelievable display of athleticism by LeBron James, knowing that he's the best player on the planet. His dunk was just, was just absolutely insane. And Cleveland needed this victory again. They have now, I believe, not won nine in a row in the NBA. If I'm not mistaken, they have won eight games in a row in the NBA. They've gone eight and two in their last ten. Cleveland 27 and nine, four and a half games up in the standings now. As again, they just keep churning in those wins. Toronto, Atlanta, Chicago, three of the bigger pretenders in the Eastern Conference are at the top seeds with Cleveland. I think, honestly, the only teams in the Eastern Conference that can really contend with Cleveland are the teams in the early rounds, and that's either Detroit or Miami. Outside of that, I don't really see anyone else being able to contend with this Cleveland Cavalier team, considering the talent and the way that they've been playing. Look, I know the Spurs and the Golden State Warriors are a combined 40-0 and at home now, as Golden State is 18-0 and and the Spurs are 22-0 and at home, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are no shock jock themselves. 15-1 and at home in the Eastern Conference, where you can make the case it is – I wouldn't say stronger than the Western Conference, but when it comes to parity, there is way more parity in the Eastern Conference than there is in the Western Conference. And basically two through ten, two through nine, or two two through nine, two through ten in the Eastern Conference, every team is pretty much the same. From the Toronto Raptors all the way down to the Boston Celtics right now, you can make the case that this is really the most level conference in the NBA. So every game they play at home in the conference is really, and every time they win at home in the conference, it just shows you how much better Cleveland is over the Eastern Conference than they really are. And maybe in the Western Conference, they would be up there with San Antonio and Golden State because they've really been playing that good at basketball. LeBron James got a wiper-worthy performance in that one. He had an outstanding game against the, Dem- against the Dallas Mavericks in that one. And LeBron James with 27 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals at 53 on the wiper-worthy performance scale. Some of the games from that game, from the games last night in the NBA, uh, the Pacers beat the Suns 116-97. to This game was really close going into the fourth quarter. It was really odd to see, considering both Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe were out from this one. Obviously, Eric Bledsoe out for a while, maybe even out for the rest of the season. And Brandon Knight uh, was out, and he needed some rest in that one. The Pacers getting the victory 116-97. to Paul George, 21.7 rebounds. He played an outstanding game in that one. The Spurs, I was shocked. The way this game was playing out, it looked like Detroit was going to come out and play well. They had kind of a porous middle of the game, 19 in the second, 22 in the third. They played great in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't enough as, again, the Spurs. Winning their ninth game in a row, uh, this team is, is on fire. This is the best start in Spurs history in their first 40 games of their, of their franchise. That's all you need to know. This is a team where over the last 20-plus years, eh, 20 years since Michael Jordan left the league, this has been probably the, this has been probably the best franchise in all sports. And – Knowing that being the case, I'm telling you, if this is their best start in franchise history, who is to say that they can't go to the NBA championship and win it all again this year? Now, that could be Tim Duncan's sixth championship, Tony Parker's fifth, Manu Ginobili's fifth. We're talking about a, a, a team now where maybe not, maybe not a dynasty, but when it comes to a 20-year stretch, this might be the greatest 20-year stretch in NBA history from the standpoint of, look, end of the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, this, this decade as we're talking right now, we're, we're in the second half. We're starting the second half of this decade as of this month. And this team is still chugging along, playing the best basketball of anyone in the NBA. Nine in a row, 
They haven't lost all year yet. They still keep winning. This team is just absolutely outstanding in the way the Spurs have been playing. And 34-6 and six in their first 40, beating Detroit in Detroit, the way they dominated late in the game, it just goes to show you how consistent this team is and just how great they truly are. And the Spurs getting the victory there, 109.99 over the Detroit Pistons. And we'll talk to Jake Chapman more about that tomorrow on the show on episode 50. Tomorrow on January 14, 2016, on a Thursday, TNT Thursday for tomorrow. Again, today is an ESPN Wednesday. We'll, we'll preview the games here in just a little bit. Celtics, they can't quite get it done over the Knicks. They needed this victory today, as we talked here on CLNS Radio. They needed that victory last, going into, going into New York. And uh, Carmelo Anthony got hurt again. Um, hurt his hurt his leg apparently, uh, but the but the Knicks still got the victory. Chris Dasperzing has had a great game, twenty six point six rebounds. Again, showing why he might win Rookie of the Year. I don't know if he'll win it, but with the amount of presence he's brought to this team, already outplaying what they did a year ago, they're now twenty and twenty in this young season, playing at the average clip that they are. Celtics are also around that nineteen and nineteen. This is going to be a tough stretch for the Celtics, as I mentioned, over these next sixteen games prior to the All Star break. It's going to be a brutal, brutal stretch for this team coming up as it will really test what kind of team they are going forward. Time to gum. Isaiah Thomas had probably performance of the night overall, 34 points, eight assists, three rebounds, but it just wasn't enough. And clearly by the size of Isaiah Thomas, a smaller guy, this team clearly was just too small for the Knicks tonight in this one as the, as the Knicks win 120 to 114. And that one last night, apologies. Uh, and that one on a, uh, on a Tuesday in the NBA. The Rockets beat the Grizzlies 107 to 91. Again, the, the 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 Houston Rockets. I don't believe in them still. They got a lot to prove to me, but as of late, they've been playing a lot better basketball. I'm telling you, this team has found a way to win now four in a row. They're creeping back into the conversation of potentially being a team to be contending with. What's what's odd to me is they came into this year with the talent that they had. They lost Ty Lawson now for the next three games or two games now because he's been suspended for his DUI. And this team has really been a hodgepodge of just James Harden really kind of running the floor and playing offense. And yet they still find a way to keep winning at the rate that they are. They're much better than this. They're, they're talent-wise, they're much better than this compared to everybody else. Now, as I've, as I've mentioned in the West, it's starting to look more and more like a, a four-deep, uh, really a, kind of a four-deep, phenomena like you got you got the a teams in golden state and san antonio oklahoma city and los angeles as the b teams c teams are dallas and memphis and then the d team is houston i mean everyone else below that is really not very good and houston the way they've been playing they got a lot to show they're 16 and a half back of a first seed which i don't think they're going to match up but they're they're seven games back of a three spot and really only five four and a half games five and a half games back of a potential fourth spot in the, in the in the Western Conference. They have time to catch up to those teams, but they got to prove to me a lot that they're going to play a lot more consistent. Dwight Howard had another big-time rebounding performance night. Uh, he wasn't the best player on the floor, but he played pretty well. 17 points, 14 rebounds, and James Harden had close to a triple-double again. He had 20-something points, and I think he had five rebounds and five assists, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the Rockets get the victory over the, over the Grizzlies, 107 to 91. They got to prove to me that they can put stretches like this for a long time. Four in a row is not good enough. It's a great, great streak, but it's not good enough to prove to me that you can do this on a consistent basis. They're 20 and 19 for a reason. This team should be 30 and nine. They should be, they should be 30 and nine. They should be hanging up there with the Spurs and the Warriors, but They've just proven to me that they're too inconsistent. They don't have necessarily an identity after losing a guy in uh, – in uh, man, I'm blanking on his name uh, – uh, 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 Kevin McHale, 
blank, losing a guy like Kevin McHale just proves to me that when you lose him, you, you're, just, you're, you're just asking not to be successful. And, and I know Kevin McHale might not have been the best coach for them, but that doesn't mean you need to fire him after, a, after 15, 20 games in the regular season. This team has got a lot of issues more than just the fact that they, they don't have a good coach. Uh, they're 20 and 19 for a reason. They don't have an offense. James Harden is the guy who, who starts the ball at the top of the key. Dwight Howard is not the Dwight Howard of five years ago. It, it, it's it's still a mess there in Houston, and they have a lot to prove to me. And maybe this month they'll prove it. Maybe in the month of separation, which is January, which we're almost halfway through January now, the month of separation will know. And they're starting to separate themselves from the teams that are at the bottom to the teams that are in the middle of the Western Conference, where the real separation for them can come is if they get to that higher portion of the Western Conference, which is where the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Los Angeles Clippers are at. This is where we thought this team would be at this point in time of the year. But if they keep playing the way they are, who knows? They could be there in a month, for all we know. And definitely by the time the All-Star break comes, they could be there. Because think about it. The All-Star break is literally – the All-Star game is a month from today. All-Star game is, is about 31 days from today. And uh, we're getting close. We're getting real close to the All-Star weekend, and, and, and we're about a month away. The voting for the All-Star game is up on, on Martin Luther King Day here in about five days. Um, there's, a lot to be, there's a lot to be said here in the NBA, and we're still getting close. But January, you're starting to kind of see the real teams start to come to the forefront, and the Rockets hopefully become one of those teams here real soon here in the NBA. The Bucks beat the, the Bulls. Look, I said the Bucks might win this game tonight because of the fact the Bulls I, – I, the Bulls are kind of like the Rockets right now. I don't really believe in the Bulls. They're a good team, but they're a pretender. They're a pretender in the Eastern Conference. They're not good enough to win the title right now. Jimmy Butler has played outstanding last night. He had a wipe away the performance. 30 points, six assists, eight rebounds, but clearly it wasn't, the, it wasn't enough to get the victory. Derrick Rose, again, got hurt, messed up his pectoral muscle or whatnot. Again, the guy is, he just keeps getting hurt, keeps, keeps becoming more and more fragile as we speak, uh, but the Bucks get the victory. They're now 16-24. and 24. They're hovering in the Eastern Conference. Are they going to do anything in the Eastern Conference this year? I don't think so, but they're only a game back of Charlotte, who at one point about a month ago was the second seed in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks can make themselves a potential playoff team if they get back in it. They're only five back of a playoff spot. You know, the Bucks have the talent to compete and get back into a role. Who's to say they can't go on an eight-game win streak and find themselves at an eight or seventh spot in the, in the Eastern Conference, maybe knocking off Orlando, New York, Boston, getting past Washington and Charlotte? Who's to say they can't do it? And with a win like this over the Bulls, who, was the second, who were the second seed about a week ago, coming back to the fourth seed, they might drop to the, to the seventh seed here in the next week or so if they don't pick their game up because they haven't been playing great basketball. They've lost three games in a row the Bulls have. And the Milwaukee Bucks have found a way to stay treading water as they struggled early on in the season. They started this season struggling, but they've been treading water as of late. They've won four of their last ten games. They're finding a way to hover in there. They're getting a little bit better at home. This team, if, if the Bucks can find a way to just find some magic and Jason Kidd can get them back to where they need to be, you're talking about a potential – I don't even know if Jason Kidd's actually going to be there uh, for much longer considering some problems he's been having. But from the standpoint – health problems. But from the standpoint – of the Bucks and their talent, they have the capability to leapfrog a lot of these teams with the talent that they have on this squad. Now, am I saying they're going to jump into the playoffs and be dominant? No, no, no. They're not there yet as an organization. But when it comes to this year and their ability to leapfrog teams in the Eastern Conference, it's more than doable. And they can potentially jump some teams and get to a spot where we all thought they'd be, which is a playoff team, a, a, a eighth, seventh seed this season. They could do it. And with the way Orlando's been playing, they haven't been playing amazing basketball. New York is clearly not what we thought they were going to be, but they might be overachieving. Boston is still small, but they're a solid program. But Washington and Charlotte have showed a lot of signs of inconsistency. If Milwaukee can find a way to get on a quick run, who knows? They could find themselves 
at a higher spot in the Eastern Conference than they thought. But they won last night against the Bulls, 106-101. to 101. Giannis Antetokounmpo also had a whiteboard-worthy performance, 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists, a 54 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. Thunder beat the Timberwolves. Russell Westbrook, 22 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and a 54 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. Kevin Durant also had 30 points and 7 rebounds. They played outstanding in this one as the Thunder get the victory, 101-96. to 96. Again, the Timberwolves are just a younger team. Thunder played an outstanding brand of basketball in this one, winning 101-96. They're still at the three spot in the Western Conference. I mentioned the Cavaliers beating the Mavericks earlier on in the show, and the Lakers did beat the Pelicans. I told you people last night, look, when Vegas has the team down, you know, only favored by two and a half, and they're clearly a better team, something's going on, and Vegas is telling you something. The Lakers got the victory last night. Uh, 95-91 in Staples Center on NBA TV. Uh, Lou Williams, 19 points, four rebounds, eight assists. He played outstanding. Kobe Bryant had a couple of points here and there uh, as the Lakers get the victory. They win their ninth game of the year. They're now 9-31 and heading into the near halfway mark of the season. And, again, um, a big night in the NBA as we saw a lot of things kind of take place. Again, the, the Cavaliers keep stretching themselves out amongst the Eastern Conference you see the top three, top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Only one of them, you can make the case, can win an NBA title and at least get to the NBA Finals. Toronto can compete, but they got a lot of questions on their bench. Atlanta, they don't look like a team that can really compete. They don't seem to have any all-stars on that team that can really come out and play well this year. Chicago, again, Jimmy Butler is really the only, only saving grace for that team. Outside of that, that's not a great team. Indiana... Is, is is coming on strong, and they're playing well, but they're not anything special yet. Miami, Detroit is playing great, but they're still too young, and Orlando is still too young. We're looking at the Eastern Conference, and there's just a, not a lot there when it comes to championship-quality teams. But Cleveland, I'm telling you, they can beat anybody. If they put their mind to it, they really can beat anybody. And, again, the Western Conference is looking to start to make its – you're starting to see the Western Conference really – really get itself into gear for what's going to happen here over the next month. You can, you can see it. You can see how teams are spreading themselves out at the bottom and how the top teams are really, really starting to distance themselves. Look, Oklahoma City is nine and a half back of Golden State, six and a half back of San Antonio. That is two weeks of solid basketball to catch up to those two teams. We're getting to a point now where maybe Golden State and San Antonio might just be in their own hemisphere, and Oklahoma City and, La- and Los Angeles might just be – might just be where they're going to be, which is the three and four spot. And I think they're just going to try and hang on to those positions and let Golden State and San Antonio run away with it. So that's your recap of the NBA from what happened on a NBA TV Tuesday last night and an NBA ESPN Wednesday tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll preview some of those games for you here in a little bit. But let's talk about some NFL basketball first. First of all, NFL basketball, wow, I'm off today. Uh NFL football for Sunday. We previewed the Saturday games on episode 48 for you. If you want to go back and check that out, you sure can. We're gonna pre- I'm going to preview the Sunday games for you now, which is between Seattle and Carolina in the early game, and then the late game, Pittsburgh at Denver. Um, look, this is what I think is going to happen in these games. First of all, Seattle is an underdog by two and a half to Carolina. Look, a lot like with L.A. and New Orleans last night in the world of basketball, Carolina's favored by two and a half. But do you really think that the Seahawks are going to come out and play as bad a game as they played last uh, last week? I don't think so. I think and the weather is not an issue. 45 degrees and sunny is what they're saying in Charlotte for this weekend. I think Seattle is going to come out and play a fantastic brand of football. Do I think they're going to come out and dominate Carolina? No. I think Carolina's defense is going to keep them in it. I think this is going to be kind of one of those, you know, 17 to 10 ball games where Seattle is going to need to run the ball. Hopefully Marshawn Lynch comes back, but they're going to need to run the ball and impose their will on the defensive side of the ball. 
That's what's going to need to happen for Seattle. This is going to be a knockdown, drag them out game defensively, but if Cam Newton can play his brand of football and dominate deep down the field, get his receivers open, get the running game going, I think Carolina's going to win. But if Seattle can impose their will on the defensive side of the ball and get Cam Newton uncomfortable, I think the Seahawks can win this game because Russell Wilson has just proven time in and time out the last four years since 2012. When he gets into the postseason, he doesn't get uncomfortable with situations. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Do I think Seahawks win this game? I do. I think the Seahawks can win this game. I can see it going either way, to be honest with you. But when it comes to being the most confident about a game this weekend, I honestly think I'm the most confident about the Seahawks winning this game. And I think they'll get it done. I think take the Seahawks plus the 2.5. They're going to get it done. If that defense can get Cam Newton uncomfortable, look out. They might do some serious things uh, come the rest of the postseason. Steelers and Broncos is the next game on CBS, the late game, uh, 3.40, or excuse me, 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. The Steelers... Look, I don't know who's going to win this game. I think the Steelers are going to win because they 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 have talent on both ends of the ball. The problem is, is defensively, can they shut down Denver? Can they slow down Denver? Denver is a seven-point favorite. I think the Steelers will win this game, but I think it's it's going to be one of those games where if Denver finds a way to to just keep pressing the button, keep pressing the pedal to the metal against the Steelers, they might win. It, This weekend is probably the toughest weekend of football I've seen in a long time. I think this is the weekend where there's going to be a lot of broken hearts when it comes to betting and gambling. I would not gamble on the Packer-Cardinal game. The Cardinals are now seven-point favorites. I would take the Packers all day in that. I think the Packers are going to just shock people (coughs) and shock the Cardinals more than I think we can can anticipate. I just – I don't know how that game's going to play out. The Chiefs can easily beat the Patriots if the Patriots don't come out healthy. If the Patriots come out and play well, they're clearly going to dominate. But with the way the Chiefs played last week, who knows? The Seahawks played like garbage last week. If they play like the way they did last week, they're not, Carolina's going to steamroll them. But if they played like they did two weeks ago, the Seahawks are going to steamroll them. Uh, the Steelers and Broncos, if the Steelers play the way they did late, late in the season, they're going to beat the Broncos. But if they play like they did against Cincinnati last week, the Broncos will beat them. If the Broncos... There's a lot of crap going on this weekend in the world of football that is unpredictable, which is why it makes for perfect television, because how do you know who's going to win? How do you know what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I got no idea what's going to happen. I'm excited for this weekend of football, and I previewed these games for you because I I honestly think that this is going to be one of the biggest weekends in the world of football that we've seen in a long time. And I'm not just saying that to just promote you and promote the NFL. I'm being honest. I really don't know who's going to win all these games. I don't know. For all we know, it could be Chiefs and Steelers in the AFC Championship game. It could be Broncos and Chiefs. It could be Patriots and Broncos. It could be, it could be Steelers and Patriots. I, I really don't know what's going to happen. It could be Panthers and, and Packers. It could be Panthers and Cardinals. Seahawks. It could be all these. All of them. I don't know. Every team can win in this week, which makes the NFL so much more fun to watch because of the fact that this is what the scenario is. Every team can win right now. And that's and, and I know it's it's the playoffs and it's kind of a cliche thing to think, but realistically all these teams can win and I don't really see who can win. I think the only real lock of the weekend is the Patriots over the Chiefs. Outside of that, I don't really see I mean the Seahawks, I can see them beating the Panthers in the NFC, but I don't know who's winning the Packer Cardinal game. I don't know who's winning the Steeler Bronco game with the way these teams have been playing as of late. I think the Steelers will win. I think the Seahawks will win. I think the Cardinals will win, and I think the Patriots will win. But I, I, I just don't know, ultimately, what will happen. And do not take my word for it, because I really don't know what's going to happen. 
in those games. And I, and I think that that is going to be one of the more brutal circumstances to go through if you're trying to gamble on games uh, for this weekend in the world of football. There was a strange trade in the NBA last last night or at least in the afternoon between Cleveland and Orlando. Uh let me let me kind of run through it for you real quick. Apparently it's it's a way to uh to to clean up tax issues or clean up their tax for Cleveland. Cleveland traded away uh Joe Harris and their 2017 second round pick to the Magic for a 2020 second round pick. Why why trade for a pick that's 4 years out? What's the what's the deal with that? Apparently, Cleveland's trying to find a way to clear up tax so that they can get LeBron James again uh, for a while and uh, for other reasons. It's weird to see though that Joe Harris was traded to the uh, Magic for the way it was because Joe Harris has been playing pretty good and the Magic they can use some extra talent and Joe Harris may be the guy that gets them over the edge. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great player; he's not a great player, but he's a guy that can immediately impact that team and help them get better as time goes forward. And for that trade to occur. Again, it kind of makes you wonder and it makes you shake your head. And I understand that reasoning for why it happened. But, again, it, just, you know, it, it makes you shake your head and makes you wonder what the heck was actually going on. Also, uh, Kobe got injured again last night. He, uh, he bummed his Achilles, his right Achilles again, kind of rolled up on him and didn't do too well. Again, I hope Kobe Bryant is healthy because we all want to see him during the All-Star break and we all want to see him play in his final All-Star game. I think we all want to see that to happen, and, and hopefully it does. I don't want him to start personally. But if he does, whatever. Honestly, if the fans are that crazy about a guy who's clearly not an all-star, be my guest. But, again, he deserves to be there. He deserves to get his final walk-off and to go out in style. Um, And hopefully he's healthy to do so. There's no ranked games in the world of college basketball tonight. We're about to wrap up the show here in about five minutes. But I just want to give you a preview of what to expect tonight in the world of college sports. Nothing happening. Nothing major happening. But don't be shocked if there's any upsets. Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma. Not ranked. But Oklahoma State could knock off Oklahoma tonight. You never know. Marquette could knock off Villanova. I could see TCU beating Baylor. Those are huge rivalries in college football. But in college basketball, they also probably hate each other as well. Duke and Clemson. I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson beat Duke. Um, SMU could lose to East Carolina. You never know. Um, It's going to be a crazy night in college basketball. But really, it's all about the NBA tonight. Ten games in the NBA tonight. And there's quite a bit of great matchups going on. Hawks and Hornets, I think the Hawks have been playing just more consistent and they're the better team. Don't be shocked if the Hornets come out and play strong at home. Uh, The Hawks are favored by two and a half. I would take Charlotte plus the two and a half. I think the Hornets will win. But the Hawks are the better team, and don't be shocked if the Hawks win. But I think the Hornets will get the victory in that one just because of the way the line is set up. Bucks just came off a great game, granted a tough game against the Bulls, but the Wizards also have John Wall at home, and I don't know if there's anyone in Milwaukee that can shut down John Wall the way that they can. Washington's favored by six. I'd take Washington in the six points. They should get the victory there. Knicks and Nets, the uh, the, the battle of the boroughs, uh, not on ESPN. I wish it was. Uh, it's going to be in Brooklyn this time. Clearly Carmelo Anthony, hopefully he's not injured. If not, uh, the Knicks should get the victory pretty easily in this one. They're favored by four. Chris Porzingis and Brooke Lopez should be a fun one to watch there. I think the Knicks will get the victory, and they'll win by more than four. If Carmelo Anthony's healthy, definitely take the four. If not, maybe even sneak toward the Nets, because this is a rivalry game, and rivalry games tend to get a little bit ugly, and who knows, the the worst the, the worser of the teams could get the victory in that one. First game on ESPN. There's two games on ESPN tonight. Pacers at Celtics. Again, another big-time matchup for the Celtics in the Garden. Uh, Boston's favored by three and a half. I don't see how. I don't see why. They're coming off a back-to-back game against uh, the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. I know it wasn't that far of a travel, but um, that's a tough game either way. And now they're going to go back and play the Pacers, who played an outstanding game last night against the Suns. Granted, that travel is brutal for the Pacers, 
but let's be honest. I think the I think the Celtics can win this one, but with the way Paul George has finally been bouncing back and playing, I think the Pacers can come out and absolutely dominate the Celtics. Just realistically, 22 and 16, they're nearly at the halfway point of the season for the Indiana Pacers. They're playing great basketball. I think they're going to get a victory over the Celtics, and I think they're going to do it strong and dominate. Take the Pacers in that one plus the 3.5. Get it done there. Also, Rockets and Rockets uh, against the Timberwolves in Houston. Rockets are, are favored by eight and a half. I don't know about that. I think the Rockets are going to bounce, are going to kind of bounce away from that, and they're going to they're not going to lose, but they're going to they're going to only going to win close. I see the Timberwolves keeping this a five point victory, a five point game. Uh, who knows? Maybe they come out and win. You never know with Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Dwight Howard being fragile as he is. I think the Rockets keep it uh, keep it a little bit closer, or the Timberwolves keep it a little bit closer to the Rockets than we think. Take Minnesota plus the eight and a half. I think they'll keep it closer than what y'all think. Mavericks and Thunder. Uh, the Thunder are favored by ten and a half. The Mavericks just played an overtime game with a bunch of old guys. The, the Thunder are playing outstanding basketball as of late. Ten and a half is the line for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Take that. I think they're going to dominate tonight and get the twenty eighth victory of the season. Warriors and Nuggets. Warriors are favored by nine and a half. Take the nine and a half. The Warriors are going to dominate the Nuggets tonight. If the if the Warriors come out and play strong, don't be shocked if the Golden State Warriors win by twenty, as they usually have done all season long. Jazz and Portland. Portland's favored by two and a half. If Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum play play strong tonight, they should get the victory. And who knows if they win tonight? If the Portland Trailblazers win tonight, they'll only be a game a game and a half out of a potential playoff spot. And that's saying something, considering Andrew and I didn't even think that this team would get near 25 victories this year, and they're already at 16 at the halfway mark. So you never know. This is the halfway point game for the Trailblazers tonight. Uh, if they get the victory, they'll be 17-24, and 24 and they have a potential chance of sneaking into the postseason this year as an eighth spot. And I think they'll get the victory tonight. Two and a half is the line. Take them. They'll get it done. Pelicans and Kings, obviously the Pelicans did not play well last night against the Lakers. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis is clearly must-watch television. It's going to be one of the better games to watch between the two big men. Um, Sacramento's favored by 8.5. Don't take the 8.5. I think the Pelicans will bounce back and make it a closer game than that. I, th- I take the Pelicans plus the 8.5. Keep it a close game. Um, but I think the Kings will ultimately get the victory. And then the final game on ESPN of the night, Heat at Clippers in L.A. Clippers are favored by five. Take the Clippers. They should get the victory. They should win. Apparently, Blake Griffin looks like he's going to be back. If not, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. If, if Blake Griffin's not back, this will be a better game than I think we think, and this might be game of the night. I think the, I think the Clippers will get the victory uh, minus the five. Take them. I think they'll get it done, but it should be a closer game than we all expect. We've got about a minute left on the show. Yeah, about a minute left here on the Hoopers Log. Again, no callers today on the FanDuel Studio line. Tomorrow we will have Jake Chapman in for episode 50. We'll talk about what to expect for the All-Star break. We'll talk about FanDuel stuff with uh, FP and Dre again with Andrew Norris on the line. It's going to be a crazy show tomorrow. Expect a big-time, big-time show. And then clearly on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we will have the new time slot. And also we will have the halfway portion of the show dedicated for the halfway portion of the season. We will have all that for you on Friday. Tomorrow, last time, we will have the show at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We will be here same time, same place tomorrow. No time change yet. Episode 49 is in the books for ESPN Wednesday. Go enjoy the basketball, people. Go out and love it. Get away from the football for a little bit and watch some basketball. Have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. Should be a great one tomorrow, people.